0: My guest today is Sharia Stallings. Sharia is the founder and managing director of She Soars, a transformational leadership and professional development organization that helps women identify blind spots that create barriers to their success. I loved my time with Sharia because we go into some of the key elements that I believe most leaders and entrepreneurs struggle with, and what to do about it. So we really talk about the memo the world needs right now, and boy does it need it. The number one mindset shift to squash perfectionism, because we know that perfectionism can hold us back to our true brilliance. It can put us in that procrastination mode, and it also gives a very unfulfilling life in the end because we're never good enough. So we're going to dive deep into that the biggest stumbling block to prospecting and what to do about it. And when I'm talking about prospecting, we're going to talk about sales and why people are so stuck in regard to this, many people. How to overcome stumbling blocks that really get in the way of your confidence. So you can kind of start to see a theme here of what we're talking about. And then the most beautiful thing is really the power of giving back in your business so i really felt like sharia took us to church and i hope you do too i hope that you get a spark of inspiration and maybe just a new aha moment that will give you some momentum this week enjoy are you ready to scale your business in a way that's aligned with your soul and profitable i'm casey rossi a business and leadership coach I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 30 years and love business. I help conscious leaders increase their impact and optimize their lives. Join me each week for tips and deep conversations on cultivating confidence, increasing your visibility, elevating your vibration, and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. Sharia, it's so nice to see you again. Thank you. Thank you so much, Casey,
1: for inviting me. I'm so
0: excited yeah, to I'm get excited in this. Too. You are a wealth of information. I want to first dive right into your motto She laughs, she plays, she thrives, she soars. Tell us a little bit about what that means to you and why it is your motto.
1: Ever since I was a young woman, very young. <laughs> My nickname, I've always been known as a cheerleader. And within my church, they actually coined me cheerleader for Christ, but cheerleader. And one of the things that I tell people about being a cheerleader is not just about the rah-rah and excitement and to boost your ego. Cheerleaders actually cheer and root, inspire, motivate the winner In the person. They see the potential, even if it isn't displayed on the scoreboard. If you are at a sports game, you would see the cheerleaders just like, just rooting for their team, even if they're losing horribly, because (laughs) basically they're saying, you are a winner. We're cheering for the greatness in you even if the scoreboard has not manifested itself yet to let the world get the memo and realize what you are made of. And so I am a realist optimist. I am a lover of people. And so that's where that cheerleader come from. So she laughs, she plays, she thrives, she's sore. I want uh, women to know entrepreneurs to know you go out there, you have a good time, but that you work hard, but remember to play yes. and to laugh and to let your hair down and unwind. why you got to have that balance.
0: Absolutely. I really appreciate that. And when I look at those four statements, I feel like the she plays is oftentimes where high achieving female entrepreneurs get stuck. And I would love it if you could share some tips on how to loosen the grip of perfectionism, loosen that need to just work and grind and perform so we can just allow that spirit to come up and allow ourselves to play.
1: I think first, everything goes back to the why and really taking a step back to the intention the intention and why we are really doing a thing. What was that aha moment that said, I can go out, I can just take this leap of faith, I can jump, I have something to offer the world. When we remember why we are doing a thing to either bring convenience to someone, to help someone, to solve someone's problems and issues, then we take the focus off of ourselves. Our shortcoming, what we may check off as failure, which I do like to say is a quote that comes from Thomas Edison that says, I am not a failure. I just found 10,000 ways that do not work. Mm -hmm. And so when we realize and remember that Although, yes, we want to be successful, we want to be financially free, we want to develop wealth, right? Of course, we want to be able to sustain ourselves, but really the intention and the why comes from us wanting to be a blessing and to support other people to solve their problems that we have a gift, a talent, and ability that we want to offer the world and to make it a better place or at least to enhance our community and the world around us. And then when we remember that, stay there. We can have fun in the process, Casey. We can enjoy the journey and really let our hair down and not get stuck.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
1: get stuck if we think something is not moving fast
0: enough. Yeah, We're love-
1: right where we're supposed to be.
0: It's really taking the focus off of ourself and putting it on the people we serve what inspired you, Sharia, to take your idea and turn it into an income generator that has widespread impact?
1: Well, what's interesting is um, I, I started working within, I can I mean, I go all the way down as a, as a young girl, things that I've been involved in, but I'll, I'll, I'll start here. In my church, I was a part, of, I was the president and chairperson of a group called Young Women Christian Council, YWCC. And you know what happens? You do well, then they promote you and elevate you and give you much more responsibility.
0: (laughs) Always. And so
1: then I became the chairperson over the district, which is 15 churches, where I would go there and help women pretty much like set up, set up their women's auxiliaries or ministries. But then I started to look at that. I didn't want to be limited within those four worlds. And so matter my background, I have 25 years of business development experience, sales, marketing, prospecting. And I looked at marrying the two. How do I create something that deals with the total woman so that she can lead personally, professionally, spiritually, financially, and that is how she was birthed. I created it so I can come outside of the four walls and, and introduce it pretty much to, to, to the world Mm. and impact women everywhere.
0: Yes. You mentioned prospecting, and I am curious, what do you think the biggest stumbling block is when it comes to prospecting for women entrepreneurs? That they don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Plain and simple.
1: And, and, And I'll go further, because usually people have this philosophy that if we build it, then they're going to come. But then sometimes we are in a market that is so saturated. How do Sharia stand out? How do Casey stand out in the world of podcasters and the business that she's doing to say, hey, look at me, I'm over here. I think that we build it and we think like, oh, I'm going to put out one post or put something out on social media and everyone's going to come flocking through. I Each biz business is unique, each service or product that a person provide is different from the next. And they, you really have to sit down to put a process together. Do you really know the steps from the initial inquiry until you actually get the order or, or that person becomes a client? Do you have steps that allow you to get leads and then qualify them and turn them into prospects? Do you even know how much time it takes and what does that translate in the form of revenue in terms of, you know, in terms of that process, which I like to call ITO from the initial inquiry to you get the actual order. So going back to your question, Casey, I don't think a lot of women and people in business that they actually prospect, that they actually, if they created this t-shirt business, that they actually have a system other than having a pop-up shop or something Sure. to actually, how do I get these leads And how do I qualify them? What are the steps to qualify them? What questions do I ask to know that, okay, it's time to move this person along to the next step in the sales process? Or this is my hard stop because I don't want every client. I don't want, we can't access. 100% 100% of the people, okay, it's not going to buy from our business, but there are clients that we may even have to say no to. They may not be a good fit for us, but do we know that um, client persona in terms yes. of what we're going after?
0: Yes. And what are some of your favorite ways to facilitate the buyer's journey?
1: Well, on my end, which she says, so I actually do, I do a workshop where I actually teach and teach at to set up a, how to put a process to, to put a process together Mm -hmm. in terms of what do, let's give it a persona. Who is that client? What is, what are their ages? Education? What do, where are they right now today? (laughs) Where, where, how you get it? Where are they when they're receiving your information? Meaning that teach them how to put that, Profile together? If they're brand new in this market, what questions would they be asking and what should you be answering to familiarize them with your line of work and to let them know what is your competitive edge? What is your differential advantage that sets you apart from the other? How do you enhance the customer's experience so that they will want to give you a try?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. I think education is so very important and you're excellent at marketing. I love that you already promoted our pre-show, which was really fun to see on Facebook. And so I'm wondering how you utilize marketing to promote your business.
1: So I do, I do several things and and I, and I have to tell you this, that um, I had my challenges as well. When most of the work that I've done Mm -hmm. in my career was brick and mortar, I'm speaking in facilities, at conferences, I'm getting on planes, I'm going to this location, I'm going to that state. And then the pandemic hit and I had to even rebrand and take a step back in terms of how I market on social media. And even today, as I'm going through this process, I found that the work that I do, I'm not in the real world, but in physical spaces, did not match and still does not match how I look and may appear on in. In the digital, you know, how I look at the physical does not match how I look in the digital social media world, even though I, I, you know, even from my background, my business, I bring in over six figures, right? But you wouldn't be able to tell it that I'm speaking and I'm going all over the world. So I had to look at this pandemic, made me look at, okay, Sharia, you have to do a different type of marketing, because now the space that you operating in operated in doesn't exist anymore at least now for these these 2 years yes. and i had to start to re I reshape shape my curriculum so that it can exist in a virtual pro- platform and now that the world is pretty much opening up i know that i would never totally go back. I will always have a hybrid environment, but I had to learn how to pivot in marketing. So although I may do market segmenting and, you know, looking at where my client and my potential customers are, I had to marry how I do that in a digital virtual world, which is totally different than how may I would use a CRM system, things like that, but I had to marry the two because the world has changed.
0: It's so amazing how that forced many business owners, if not all, to relook at their offerings, how they show up and to tweak. It's such a good lesson to be resilient and know when to pivot. But I really love that you said that you're not going to ever go back, even though the world is opening up, that you'll always have that hybrid aspect, which I think is really smart. We know when we diversify our offerings that we're much more protected as an entrepreneur to have sustainable success. So that's amazing. You talked about public speaking. I know that was a a tremendous um, uh, part of your business before, and I know that it's incorporated in now. One of the things that I see with the women that listen and that I help, a big stumbling block is confidence when it comes to public speaking, doing live streams. Uh, could you share what's helped you be the powerhouse that you are?
1: I had some insecurities. I think, like maybe most other women, and I and I'll share it, and hopefully others could relate. Every time I would look at myself and pictures, what I'm like, oh, I don't like that picture. I should have did my hair this way. That doesn't look right. Oh, look, and I realized that. I did not have those hangups totally. I did not have those hangups when I got on stage. Mm-hmm. I had those hangups when it came to an environment like this. And then I had to tell myself Sharia, you talk to people every single day, and this is what they see. <laughs> and this is what they love. Yeah. Now, in this environment, It's just you staring back at yourself. You get to see now. You're in an environment where you get to see what other people see. And I was like, you know, hey, it's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) And I just had to do it. And when I really had to think about why I was not on the platform in this digital space earlier and I was doing everything on a stage so so to speak or a platform which really because once again going back to your what we originally talked about I made it about me mm. how I look oh my goodness I don't like that oh look I I made it about me I started going inward and picking up my own personal flaws or what I felt should be better and then I'll do this I'll tweak that and then I'll go on a digital, in a virtual space where I'm live on camera. Mm -hmm. So once again, I had to get out of myself, out of my own head and ego and realize that you're here to help other people. Once again, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. And that's what helped me. I went back to why do you need to do this? So are you going to just stay you, you're going to take a step back and wait for the world to open back up it'll never be the same you have to pivot you have you have to pivot
0: and perspective is what I'm hearing as well Sheree is is shifting our perspective once again to those that we serve, and breaking out of our own mind, our own ego, and I think the other key thing is waiting until there's something like better, like our hair is better, our, our voice is better, we've lost X pounds, whatever it is, whatever the holdbacks that we do to ourselves when we're looking at ourselves. Um, if we just act now, knowing that we do have a message and people are waiting to hear from it, and and really taking that pressure off our ourself. Talk to us a little bit about the role of give back in She Soars.
1: It's imperative. The, the give back, the give back for everyone is, is something that I teach in, in dealing with relationships. I have a workshop called The New Economy where we deal with relational brilliance and It is so important that as we're moving up in this world and the need to be successful, as we have a desire to connect and collaborate, that we always remember to reach back. Mm -hmm. Because there are another group of women who shared those same insecurities that we overcame. There is another group of women that, is, that, that they're waking up and saying, I want to start this business or I'm looking for this mentor. Uh, Casey, I always like to say that there is not a woman on this earth. And I mean this, that I have not been able to identify with. Either she represents where I am right now So then we have that peer connection. She could either represent where I used to be, which makes it so much important why I need to reach back to help pull her further. She can represent where I aspire to be. So I look at this person as a mentor and I may glean from them so I can, you know, Boost myself so I can be a better person or build a better business or better bread. Or she represents where I could have been, Mm. which I say, if it wasn't for God's grace and mercy, she represents where I could have been. That's powerful. Which then allows me to lead with empathy. And to lead with compassion, which then compels me to go back and to reach back, to say, we're going to cut through these weeds. We're going to make it through.
0: That's gorgeous. What a powerful perspective. I also feel that aspect of being able to self-identify, but I never really thought about that fourth piece of this is where I could have been. And so that just really hit me. That's really impactful. And I love the part that that can cultivate empathy and compassion and um, actually give us some momentum in our leadership.
1: In what, in what way? Give give me some more with that. I I can I can go anywhere. That's
0: yes, absolutely. (laughs) I just, you know, when when we can see someone that has struggled with insecurities like we've had, whether it's been with perfectionism or things that like we've been talking about, and the aspiring to who we want to be, like, wow, I really love what they're doing in the world. I love their give back. I love how eloquently they speak. Um, you know, that those are really easy to grasp. When we when we see a woman that's maybe struggling and really um, in a challenge to raise herself up. That part of self-identifying of, wow, that could have been me if there wasn't this fork in the road, if there wasn't this woman that reached back, if there wasn't this strong faith or foundation that I'm standing on. And I think that for me, it gives um, that kind of circle of impact is, okay, how does this now ignite my role as a leader? Um, How can I amplify my message to touch all different people in a way that they can hear the message? Because this is something I've personally struggled with is we don't realize all the different things that we have put into our bag of education. And I think meeting people where they are so it's extremely effective, that's a gift. So talk to me a little bit about your thoughts on that.
1: Yes. Thank you for even clarifying that for me even even further. And I just start to get excited because once again, it goes back to being intentional. And I have this other saying that I use for mission, actually, for some young girls that, that, that I will work with. And the mission is to be intentional about the choices you make and to be intentional about the relationships that you build. So with that, it first starts with me. So when it comes to reaching back, we actually have to be intentional in the same way we do our prospecting and the same way we do our marketing. If I say, on every Wednesday between the hours of eight and 11, I'm going to do some cold calls or I'm going to do some posting on social media. I'm going to do some reels I'm whatever marketing is the same way that I have to be intentional on, okay, based on my product and my, the services that I offer based on the type of business that I have or that I'm, that I've created. Who can benefit from that? Who, actually, what pool of people, or in this case, since I work mainly with women, that I can look back and reach out to? So what I've done within She SheSource is that I scaled down some of the work that I that that the work and the classes that I do. My main target audience I deal with adult women. I deal with professionals. I deal for what entrepreneurs. I'm and, and I do corporate leadership. I do. I work at univ- platforms, universities, nonprofits, and so. But I scaled down my curriculum to bring it to high schools. I even went a step further, and I went to group homes oh cool girls who in a facility don't have their parents anymore that society sort of kind of have written off or forgotten about where the odds are against them and so I have gone back into those places to change the mindset while they are still young and said that you are more than the worst thing that has ever happened to you.
0: That's exciting.
1: And this environment do not, is not, and I know that you want it to be better, but even this too shall pass. And you're going to get through this. And so the same workshops that I bring to schools and universities for young people who are achieving and overachieving and they want this thing to go to, you know, go to their next. I have now intentionally placed myself in an environment with a group of young women, young girls who may be losing hope to say you have me as a resource Mm -hmm. and let and when I did it I did it free of charge
0: amazing Sharia do you think that that is the way of the future do you see other successful entrepreneurs doing something similar as to what you just mentioned
1: I do I do I do there's a An old song that says what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Oh, yeah. It, 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 never, it never gets old. It never gets old. People feel fulfilled when they're giving back. When you look and see that you have enhanced somebody's life. It starts out with you thinking, Casey, that you're doing it for them. But in the midst of it all, you, a light bulb go off and you realize that you needed it. That is making me better. Mm. I'm more compassionate. I'm more empathetic. It makes me more loving of people and it increases my faith in the greater good in humanity.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. It's like 360 healing. And it's just this continuous loop of giving, receiving, giving, receiving. I, for one, am inspired. I can see why you were termed cheerleader. Um, I feel like I've been to church and I'm excited to take it into (laughs) my own life and implement it. Honestly, I can see why you help girls and women soar. So thank you, Sharia, so much for being here. How can people learn more about you?
1: please connect with me on Facebook, She Soars. Also, my Instagram handle is She Soars LLC. You can, if you want to just, you can hit me up in my DM. My website is sources.com. Please connect with me if you have any questions, if you want to collaborate. I am here and look out for different workshops that we're offering. And yes, I'm just excited. I I love to meet people. Let me know what your thoughts are, what's your feedback, even on this podcast that we're having here. I would love to hear from each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Casey, for your time. I really appreciate it.
0: I appreciate you. I'll make sure to share those links in the show notes so people can easily navigate. And until next time, my friend, breathe joy. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. It means the world to me that you tune in to Women Developing Brilliance, the spirit of business. Remember to subscribe, and if you'd like, you can always leave a review at lovethepodcast.com brilliance. Until next week, breathe joy.